the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, Heidi, I got to ask you a question. Pull the microphone over. I'm putting you on the air with me this morning. Nope, she's doing something. Ken Yang is here, so I'll talk to him for a moment. I, I just, I'm just listening to that commercial from Wendy's, and I haven't had breakfast yet. Didn't that sound great? I mean, a freshly cracked egg on, you know, sizzling bacon. That sounded really good, I'm just saying. It just sounds good. It sounded good. <laughs> I could I could get into that right now. Anyway, now that sounded good. So go to Wendy's today and have one of their new, I guess it's bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits or whatever it is that they serve. I'll be honest, I lean towards Sonic. I like the Sonic toaster sandwich. I love those. I'm just not a big breakfast person. You know, I love breakfast. I I eat a lot of, uh, I get that toaster and I, I add them, have them put a couple of extra uh, pieces of cheese on it, go light on the jalapenos because it's early in the morning. I give my, my stomach a little bit of a break. And, uh, man, that's just good stuff. It's really good. I do like a good waffle house breakfast yes i do like waffle house (laughs) i eat at waffle house a lot the other the other day uh linda and i went out to have breakfast and everybody was packed full and there was one table at waffle house so i went to one and i have what is it what do i have all the time all-star yeah gotta have the all-star get the hash browns get them covered with not with cheese you get get, is maybe it's smothered smothered with onions I love them with onions. And then I have them put a piece of cheese on it, too. Then I have raisin toast with it. I have uh, dark, uh, a dark waffle and, uh, and and all of that. Tell Gina to come on over. Yeah, her and Brooke can come on over. I'm going to move you over one microphone. Yeah, that's fine. Can. And, and uh, yeah, Gina, Gina Martin's here today from uh, Little Rock Tours. And, you know, she she and her daughter are here. And we're gonna we gotta bring them all up. Now we gotta get everybody going. We'll put you right in the middle here, right, right in the middle. Come over. Put you in the middle. In the middle. Did you did you bring your guitar today? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Well, you just wait. We'll do that. We'll do we'll do a song after the break. <laughs> and here's your microphone, Gina. Just pull that up. There we go. Now we're good. All right. Okay, we got everybody in here. Everybody's ready to go. You gotta understand, Gina comes in from you know down there and. The Natural Park Hot Springs. So yeah. That's a long drive. It is. Did we you spent the night last night. Did you spend night. the night here? We did. Oh, well, good. You got to enjoy the rain in Little Rock. We did. We, we did. can do without any more rain. It's supposed to rain again today, today, yep. Ken. And I don't, I don't like it. 
By the way, did you hear that that uh, ad advertisement for Wendy's before the show? I'm hungry. That's why I'm talking about this. You should have texted. I would have picked you up. Oh somewhere. man! I, well, I hadn't heard about it. I didn't hear it until the traffic, and the traffic comes on just before I do. So I didn't even know about it. So what can I say? I was just saying my favorite breakfast sandwich at fast food is a Sonic uh, Texas toast sandwich mm-hmm. that they do. I really like those. Put an extra piece of cheese on it. Put light jalapenos. You like jalapenos? No, I hate them. (laughs) Did you say you didn't want to perform today? (laughs) No, that's. (laughs) You hate jalapenos. Oh my god! They're not my favorite. They're not your favorite. (laughs) You're not a hot. You're not a hot food favorite person. No, I love hot food. Just not jalapenos. Really? Are they too hot for you, or they just don't look? you need to you need to go like i do to walmart and you go down the international aisle i always put my sombrero on when i'm out <laughs> doing that oh, uh, they're going to be out marching with placards today the, the cancel culture will but i put my sombrero on and i go down there and i get these uh jalapenos they got i think i forget what the name is uh olive somebody mount olive is the the company mm. and they have diced jalapenos that you can buy mm. so i don't buy just the sliced jalapenos i get the diced jalapenos and they get rid of a lot of the seeds that's probably what you don't like probably you hit I, a seed i don't really it. like any of it no oh, okay <laughs> so what's your what's your favorite you know uh pepper do you have a favorite pepper um, I like black pepper. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's cool. my favorite. Pepper. Okay. Well, that's good. Black pepper. <laughs> black pepper is good. Black pepper, it's not very hot, but it's okay. It's no, good. You know, it you, works. Sriracha. Got to have some sriracha. Light it up. You know, you got to do that. All right. Uh, just to let you know today on the show, we got Gina in here and Ken in here during the first hour. Long Brook, she's going to, she's going to sing. All right. As she always does when she comes. When are you performing up in Branson again? Um, June 7th. June 7th. Okay. Is that when we're doing our trip? Yes. Okay. So we're going to hear it perform up in Branson. That's awesome. cool. And uh, do that. And then uh, next hour, uh, Senator Bozeman's going to stop by and visit with us. Oh. And I'm, uh, we're going to talk about HR1, which is, I, I, I was going crazy yesterday on the one, reading my Facebook because a bunch of the liberals are out and they're talking about, why are you afraid of H.R. 1? Because it federalizes elections, and the Constitution says elections should be held by the state. That's yep. why. I get upset about this. But why would I not think that the Democrats want to ignore the Constitution? They've been doing it for 30 years, more than that. But well, they've been doing it forever. they're losing at the state level. Yes, they know. are. They're starting to lose their grip. Yep. And that's good, Ken. Yes. You and I have talked about this. <laughs> We took over the state. Now we need to take over the counties yeah. and the cities. I didn't know that you needed to be served a five-course meal while you were standing in line to vote. <laughs> it's just the oddest thing. I've never felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm so thirsty. I'm not going to be able to survive this Feed line me. and go vote. Feed me. It's the most ridiculous thing. Sounds like a little house of horrors. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> you know, when they talk about... Uh, one of my favorite shows that I watch now, and don't don't judge, okay? America says mm-hmm. on the Game Show Network. You watch the Game Show Network, bro? Yes. Okay. Like Which game do you like the best? Um, 
I like Family Feud. Yeah, Wheel that's good. Fortune. Yeah. I like them all. Okay. All good. Do you like the, this new one they got out called Puzzler? From I've people? never seen I've it. never heard of it's that. It's a People magazine, Puzzler. And so the lady who is the, the host is the lady who did all the Scientology stuff. That was really good. Really, she hmm. ripped back the cover and started showing what Scientology was all about. She's pretty good. Although she's got a weird upper lip. <laughs> she really no i'm not i'm not kidding you she really she does it looks like they painted it on her face <laughs> watch it you tell me gina next time we see each other you watch that and tell me she don't have a weird upper lip you know when we leave here she's going to probably google all of this and look at the image well cool take oh, a look yeah. at take a look at it to see tell me during the break take a look at her and you tell me she doesn't have a weird upper lip but you know it's just anyway i like that show i mean that's all popular culture and stuff so i I enjoy that one but america says because it's a simple game you know they they ask a question we ask a hundred people and these are the top seven answers you know and it's a fill-in-the-blank question you know when i um i don't know when i oversleep and jump out of bed the first thing i do is blank you know mine is panic okay but uh you know might be you know turn off your alarm or whatever but it's a lot of fun it's good sounds fun it's a good it's a good game it's easy see that's the key about a game show it's got to be easy simple and then you got to be able to look at the people who are playing and go oh you dummy (laughs) look at that's an easy one how'd you miss that you know you want to have that too that's got that's got to be part of it i mean that's what family feud is all about exactly what it's about how can you not get that you know that's getting to be a risque kind of show it is have you noticed that some of the questions in a while okay i mean i guess that's a good thing are you are, are you awake yet Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk to Brooke some more. We're going to talk to Gina. We're going to talk to Ken. Uh, the uh, what, what bill was that that failed yesterday over in the House? Uh, House bill what? The bill number, but it was the sovereignty bill yeah. and the Second Amendment. Yeah. It, it, so. it failed. Yep. He got eight eight votes. Two and needed two more. Two more. Yep. One guy was at the at the at the doctor, and, the and they should have known that he was going to be at the yep. doctor. And then uh, the other person who didn't vote, yeah. okay, which is a which is a little sly way that they try to do it when they don't want to vote against it. They just vote. I don't vote, you know, which is a vote against, just so everybody knows. Yep. It's a vote against. Okay. So anyway, John Bozeman is coming up in the next hour, but we're going to come back. we got a new trip coming up. We want to talk about that with Little Rock Tours. That's next on our schedule. But I want to talk to you first about Pat Davis. Pat Davis wants to tell you that he can help you out with your health care, save you 30 to 50% on your health insurance. If you are self-employed, you know how difficult this can be at times. Uh, get with uh, Pat, and he'll walk you through this so you can get have really good health insurance. And I mean health insurance and not be self-employed, okay? Or not be self-employed. That's not what I meant to say. I meant to say it's real insurance. It's not a share plan. Uh, a share plan is where you get a bunch of people together. They decide, uh, well, I'll pay some of your, you know, health care costs. Let's say you have an operation. 
let's say you you're gonna it's a hundred thousand dollars and you got a million people that are part of a share plan and everybody's supposed to chip in sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't this is actual insurance that you know that you're going to get like 80 percent and then they're going to take care of you for the rest of it uh it's a health plan for conservatives why do i say that well a lot of people uh, buy health insurance and find out uh that they their health insurance offers a whole lot of stuff that they don't believe in so this gives you an opportunity only to pay for the stuff that you actually believe in. And then you can choose any provider in the nation. Call Pat Davis today, 501-605-6935, or visit him online, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, Jana Martin's here. Little Rock Tour is in the house. Her daughter is with her. She's a famous singer. She's going to join us today. She's going to perform for us. Ken Yang is here. I'm not performing. He, no, he, he's, he's going to play Ed McMahon today. You just laugh real loud over there at my jokes, okay? Sounds good. I could do that. You know, he was the biggest, he was the biggest, I don't, I can't use that word on the air, but he was the biggest uh, when I interviewed him when I was in the Air Force, was Ed McMahon. Really? Yeah, here's the guy that his claim to fame is I sit next to one of the greatest comedians in all time and go, ha, 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 yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's what he does, you know. Now, he was a colonel, not a colonel, pardon me, a major in the Army uh, Reserve. And we had already interviewed Jimmy Stewart, who was a colonel in the Air Force Reserve, and walked in, and he's like, hey, Sarge, come on in, you know, and sit down and, and did the interview. And we had talked to Charlton Heston, and Mr. Wow. Heston was very, very, you know, pleasant to be around. But we went in to see Ed McMahon, and we sit down to do the uh, interview, and he says, have you forgotten something, Airman? Uh, I don't think so. Where's my salute? <laughs> so I stood up snapped it off to him he says uh, and the rest of your crew and i turned around and just looked at the guys and they stood up and they saluted him too wow and yeah not the best guy in the world i guess you have to find you know your i guess your self-confidence from something i guess you know what I'm saying? But when you meet your maker, your maker ain't going to be saluting to you. No, no. You're probably saluting him, I would think. I would think, I would think that. Yeah. It's just like the guy that had the Satan shoes that came out uh, the other day. And uh, I just made the statement, when his day comes and he stands in, in front of God, God's going to say, you got some explaining to do. Yeah. <laughs> Problem is, you don't get to explain at that time. No. It's done and it's over with. All right, Gina, we're going to talk about this trip. But first, Brooke, what are you going to sing for us this morning? Um, I'm going to be singing In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Am I singing one? or? Yeah, we'll just do, we'll do one right now. And if we got time, we'll do a second one. Right. Huh? But here's the thing. Do you know the the myth behind that song? No, I do not. Why he wrote the song? No, See, supposedly, it's about somebody committed suicide. Not true. I've never heard of that before. Yes. Not true. Phil Collins has even said it's not true. I've not so, even seen Phil. How long has it been since Phil Collins has even been... Around? Around. 
I hadn't, I hadn't seen him. I, I mean, either. hadn't been for Genesis, he would never have been right. popular. Uh, you know, he was a drummer. But yeah. Anyway, I'll turn you. I'm going to turn it over to you, Brooke. I'll give it to you. Okay, a little bit of music for you as you drive into work this morning. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh Lord, I've been waiting for this moment. For all of my life, oh Lord, can you feel it coming in the air tonight? Oh Lord, oh Lord, well, when you told me you were drowning. I would not lend a hand I've seen your face before, my friend But I don't know if you know who I am Well, I was there and I saw what you did I saw you with my own two eyes So you can wipe off that grin I know where you've been it's all been a pack of lies I can feel it coming in the air tonight Oh Lord And I've been waiting for this moment for all of my life Oh Lord Can you feel it Coming in the air tonight Oh Lord, oh Lord Well I remember I remember, don't worry How could I ever forget It's the first time The last time we ever met Why you keep your silence up No, you don't fool me Hurt doesn't show The pain still goes And that's no stranger to you and me I can feel it coming in the air tonight Oh Lord I've been waiting for this moment for all my life, oh Lord, can you feel it coming in the air tonight, oh Lord, oh Lord. All right. Very good. Nice, nice. So the, the the way that that story goes is that guy's drowning. Another guy sees him, doesn't jump in and save him. Later on, uh, you know, Phil Collins invites this guy that didn't save the guy to one of his concerts and gives him a front row seat. Sings this song and says, "That song's for you." And he told the the crowd what Sky Hatton had done. 
It's a great story, but none of it's true. So it wasn't true about the drowning part or none the concert part? None of that's true. So how did it... Ha- it's a myth. Somebody told somebody told somebody who told somebody else. Interesting. <laughs> Remember that game we used to play? I, I don't... Maybe you guys didn't do it in high school or in uh, junior high. And a person would tell the first person... Is this... Uh, Operator, oh, I know what. Yeah, it's like telephone it's, um, line telephone. or something. Like that. Telephone yeah. line, yes. And you you, you tell the per, the first person something, and that person whispers, and you whisper it down the line. And by the time it gets to the end of the line, it's nothing like what it was said at the beginning. It's a great object lesson uh, to do with people about don't say something that you don't have any clue whether it's true or mm. not because. It tends to stick around. That's the weird stuff. Well, and then somebody repeats it, and that's exactly and, yeah. and it changes, he, and it gets more embellished. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually it gets worse. Whatever was bad that happened gets worse. That's right. You know, it's funny. It wasn't one guy that drowned, man. You know, a a a boatload of uh, immigrants from uh, the Middle East was going down, and his captain didn't stop and save them or something. It's, you know, it just comes <laughs> up like that. It, that's how it ends up that way. And that's why always check your sources on the Internet. Always check the sources on the Internet. Because I, Ken, you know this as well as I do. These stories get going, and then they, they, don't, they don't stop. Yeah, and they get embellished. It's like that representative now that they're trying to say having sex with a seventeen-year-old or whatever. All right, news is next. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Dave Ellswick show. All right, don't forget about David Lucas Financial, the ultimate retirement planning checklist. You need a copy of this. There's thirty questions in it. If you can't answer them, your retirement's not going to go very well. And I know that if you're twenty years old, you're not even thinking about retirement. But I'll tell you what. The friends that I had that retired, like when they were 50, they started saving like when they were 20. And uh, so start now, and then you'll have the money when you want to retire. But you want to make sure that your money lasts. Last thing you want to happen is for yourself to still be alive and for your, uh, you know, your bank statement to say it's dead. All right. You want to have your money outlive you, not you outlive your money. That's not a good thing. So you need to get a copy of the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist to make sure that doesn't happen. All you got to do is call 501-222-3315. Be one of the first 10 callers. They'll send it to you absolutely free or or go online to davidlucasfinancial.com and you can take care of it there as well. All right. Jim Martin's here, Little Rock Tours. As you know, in the past, uh, with my show, we do uh, Patriot Tours, and we got another one coming up. This is going to be in June. Now, it's been over a year. We were going to go to the Ark last year. And, and then everything fell and then apart. E- and then it all fell apart. COVID-19. You know, when I say that, I make the sign of the cross. Now. <laughs> all right. Uh, and, and, and people are, you know, scared. And they were really scared because the media scared the living tar out of them, uh, uh, you know, a year ago. Uh, now I hope people understand it's something that's just, it, it's worse than the flu. I will admit to that. However, uh, and, and Ken can admit to it. He had COVID-19 and then he had double pneumonia on top of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's tough. But yesterday, the governor said the mask mandate is over. 
you know if stores want to keep it in in going here's why stores will keep it going until they pass a bill in the uh, state house and senate and make it law uh telling the stores they don't have to worry about getting sued uh, for people catching COVID-19. Somebody says, well, I went to Walmart and there were people there that they were coughing all over the place. They didn't have masks on. Uh, They got to make sure that that bill gets passed Mm -hmm. so that they have some protection. When that happens, I bet you you'll be surprised at how many um, stores and businesses say, you don't have to wear a mask in here. We need two bills. You need that bill and then you need the bill that – makes uh, mandatory vaccines uh, prohibited and so that bill needs to do happen too before Gina, i gotta ask you a question mm-hmm. and i ask you this a question too what do you think about this passport stuff it's ridiculous okay so it, it, you know if you're traveling within the states it's going to be easy to duplicate that sheet that says you're vaccinated that's easy to duplicate i think I can't uh, but when you're traveling or internationally uh, if if they put it on your passport, that's that's not easy to duplicate at all. There's uh, my card. Yeah. See, that's easy to duplicate. Yeah. Yeah. Just look. Um, but the passport part is not, and so that that's <laughs> a huge problem. And uh, the current administration's probably not going to fight it. And you can't really fight stuff that's international. So. Yeah, that's that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, they're already talking about that in Germany. This is the last time I went. See what my temperatures were. I run low. There you go. I run low. You like that? <laughs> yep. 97.6 and then 98.0. Got to like that. All right. So, Gina, we're going to go on, on uh, get on the, uh, I don't want to say bus. The motor coach. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we are. You say bus and you get, I got to pay 50 cents. I don't want to do that. Yeah. One of the many games that <laughs> yes, we play. Yes, we do. Uh, Yes. So this is basically uh, something that you and I started last year. And um, when we started this off, it was Noah. And it was Noah and the Ark, which took us to Sight and Sound Theater in Branson. And then we headed east to Kentucky and saw the Ark. Well, obviously, COVID-19 shut that down. But Noah ended in Branson. But they started jesus right and so we're taking the same trip we tweaked it a little bit because actually i feel like it's better because we're doing two nights in branson and then two nights in louisville yeah, here we go she's trying I, to learn how to say louisville every time i say this i don't i almost didn't want to put the group there because i didn't want to say it on the air yeah you gotta go louisville and i say it because my mother was born there and raised there and both of my brothers were born and raised there uh, but uh, yeah, Louisville. Yes, you, know, you got like that. You got just the way Louisville, to learn to do this Louisville. is just put a big old spoonful of grits in your mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and then learn how to say it. But that's all right. Go ahead. We're going to stop in Louisville, and what are we going to do there? And well, first we, we're doing three shows in Branson, not just Jesus. We're doing Clay Cooper, oh, and cool. we're doing New Jersey Nights, the oh. story of Frankie Valley and Four there Seasons. There you go. So very high energy shows, patriotic, spiritual, uh, fits right with the theme of uh, going to see Jesus Mm -hmm. at Sight and Sound. And then we're going to head east to Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to spend two nights there. Right. And then we're going to head over to the Ark. And we're also going to do the riverboat. 
Oh, yeah, the Bell, the Bell of Louisville. Yes. All right, you got to go. If you've never done that, that's a lot of fun. If you've been down in Branson and you've done the Bell there, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, but on a little much bigger scale, mm-hmm. you know, as far as that's concerned. And you won't be out on a lake. You'll be on the Ohio River. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a great addition to this tour. Uh, and again, two nights in Branson and with three shows and then two nights in Kentucky with are, the Ark. Are we going to get a chance to go to Louisville to, to, over to the Churchill Downs? We might. But they got a we great have a museum. We extra stops there. That's a great museum. All right. Yes. And we're not going to Bourbon, Kentucky, right? Bourbon County. Are we going to Bourbon County? We're not going to Bourbon <laughs> County. We do, one we're doing that one places. on another tour. Yeah, that's a we're great... We're doing that one on our Fall Foliage in West Virginia tour. Oh, very cool. Yes. Doing the trains in West Virginia, and that's in the fall. Wow. That would be fun. I think West Virginia has the most underrated foliage... You know, everyone talks about Newling, which is fabulous, and we have those tours every year. But, gosh, if you ever go through West Virginia in the fall, it's striking. Yeah. Blue Ridge Mountains, man. Yeah, and they have good place. They have railroad trains, so we're doing that with the bourbon in Kentucky. Ooh, Bourbon County. <laughs> yes, but this bourbon. one is in June. We'd love to have everybody. It's eight seventy-five per person, double occupancy. That includes six meals, three shows, five days, four nights lodging. The cruise on the riverboat, the Ark in Kentucky, and it's a great trip. It's a, I like to call it a starter trip to venture out of the house because we're not going too far. We're not right. going to be gone too long. A lot of people have been cooped up for a year. They definitely have the travel bug now. Yeah, they're ready. And they're ready to go. And we, we started this one. It's a little, you know, it's a little bit shorter. Um, and it's two nights in one city, two nights in another, and it breaks it up very, um, very well. And we're doing so many things in those five days and it's going to be, Brooke's going to be singing in Clay Cooper. Cool. And, um, uh, that's one of my favorite shows in Branson and they change it up every year. Uh, so if you've seen it before, every, every season is different and we are, uh, so excited to be offering this in June and, you're going to be part of early it. Early June. I'm going to go early June, so it won't be like, you know, fire from heaven down on us yet. It'd be decent. <laughs> yes. It'd be decent uh, yes. temperatures and stuff. But Perfect yeah, temperatures. Louisville's a good place to hang out at. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we've been there a couple times on our trip. Yes. It's a stopover kind of place. It's a great place. My mother was born there. My grandfather started a big Baptist church there. So I got some roots there, kind of. I didn't. I wasn't born there or anything like that. I'm the only member of my family born north of the Mason-Dixon. All right. But I'm as Southern as any Southern person. I'm just telling you just because I was, I was raised Southern. And uh, my dad is from Charleston, West Virginia. Okay. So I've been yeah. in West Virginia a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Went to school in Moorhead, Kentucky, which is about 50 miles from the eastern border of Kentucky and West Virginia. Not that far from Huntington. Yep. So I've been over into West Virginia like a lot. I like it over there. I like the people over there. Very nice folks. Yeah. It's not deliverance place, all right? That's <laughs> Georgia, all right? I'm just saying. <laughs> that's Georgia. Anyway, that's the way it goes. All right, 645. Got to get a break in, and then we'll uh, continue on. You know, I don't know if you're going to sell your home this year or not. I'm not. I'm going to sell my home next year. I'm going to downsize next year. I'll be getting close to 70 years. 70, Gina. 70. This is scary. 
I remember when I used to sing proudly and loudly with the Who, you know? Hope I die before I get old. Nah, don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> and I'm staying around, you know? I mean, they, we, Brooke, we used to think that 30 was old. I look, oh, man. Do you think that I should make her like a part of this show, Heidi? So I I appreciate that. Thanks. Anyway, uh, Dustin Turner will help you sell your home. Uh, Now's the time to do it because it's a seller's market. It really is. Uh, The amount of of homes that are on the market is tight right now. And the fewer homes there are out there to sell, uh, the better chance that you're going to get the money that you want for your home. And then interest rates are at all-time lows, but they're starting to inch up a little bit. So you're going to want to do something about this. I mean, just the other day, they were like, it was like uh, 2.9. It's up to 3.2 now. So you'll want to make sure that uh, you keep the interest rates in mind as uh, you're looking to buy. But Dustin will uh, teach you how to show your home, how to stage your home, and all of that. Now, if you don't want to do that, he can make a cash offer to you, a really uh, credible uh, cash offer that uh, will uh, take care of the price that probably you're looking for to get from your uh, your home because he's, uh, you know, the home team brokered by EXP Realty. So uh, give Dustin a call. He'll work your way through this whichever way you want to go. Uh, the number is 501-952-2969. 501-952-2969 or on the line go to a hometeamsoldit.com hometeamsoldit.com and then just start packing and get ready to move all right let's continue on i know that robert steinbach is waiting to talk i want to get back to uh uh gina real quick go over the dates the cost and where people can go to get signed up and ready to go on this sure. trip. Sure. We'd love to have everybody come out and join us for the Jesus and the Ark tour. It's 5 days, 4 nights, includes 6 meals, 3 shows in Branson including uh, Jesus at Sight and Sound Theater, the Clay Cooper Theater, New Jersey Nights, 2 nights in Louisville with the Bell of Louisville Riverboat Dinner Cruise, and then we go up to see the Ark in Kentucky as well and it's 875 per person. That includes everything, round-trip transportation, lodging, the shows, the meals, and also uh, the the ARC and the riverboat cruise. And you can go to littlerocktours.com and book online, or you can call us today, 501-TOUR-BUS is the phone number. And again, it departs June the 7th. It's a five-day trip, June the 7th, littlerocktours.com, and it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be a good time, and I'll be going and I'm taking my equipment, and I'll do my show live from the road. That's always go. fun. That's always a good time. All right, Robert Steinbach, what's happening, brother? Well, today, before the Senate State Agencies Committee at 9.30 in the morning in the Capitol, in room 151, there's going to be SB 346. That's a bill to destroy your ability, Dave, as a broadcaster, to get a video or audio tape from the cops. Because now what they want to do, they've never charged you for labor under the Freedom of Information Act. You well know that, Dave, being an expert on these things, and I mean that sincerely. Now they want to charge you unlimited labor. Well, you say, well, I just, I need, I know there was this incident on Tuesday from 2 to 2.45. I'd like that videotape. So how much is that going to cost? 
Don't know. Well, what do you mean, dude? It's 45 minutes. Well, you see, we've got to retrieve the video. Then we've got to walk it over to the machine, you see. And we got to load it in. And then we got to pick our noses. And we got to have lunch. And by the time they're done, the, the Arkansas Counties Association admitted, admitted, they said, well, 32 minutes of video could be hours upon hours. That means if you want a video, it could easily cost you a thousand bucks. Well, last time I checked, folks in Arkansas don't make a lot of money on average. By the way, I don't do too bad, and I don't make that much money. And so they want to charge you unlimited, undefined amounts of money to get what you own, by the way. And I've, I said to them, listen, I realize it's a big deal. I'm not against having a fee that says, if you want an hour of tape, it's $15 or something like that. You know, pick a number, $20, or $22. But they don't want to do that. Because they want the ability to be to leave it undefined, and it's going to be a nightmare. The bills are going to be padded. Some sheriff one day is going to get fired because he's going to be padding the bill, and some higher up leans on him to pad the bill, and then he's the one that gets caught. It's a it's a problem for the cops. It's a problem for the pu- public. And what I need, Dave, is folks this morning to get in their cars at 9.30 and drive over to the Capitol just to show their support and go to room 151. All you have to do is show your support. You can sign up to speak against SB 346, but you don't have to. Just show up to show your support. And also, get on the horn. This morning, call your state rep and say, I'm against SB 346, because it's a stupid bill that seeks to undermine the ability of our Kansans to have access to videotape. They keep saying, Dave, they keep saying, hey, you know, don't you want to encourage cops uh, to get video uh, body cams because now they have to spend money and they don't want to do it. They're afraid. Well, what good is it, Dave? to have a video camera on a cop if you can't afford to get a copy of the tape. Then it's like a tree falling in the woods. Nobody knows about it. Nobody hears it. So this is going to turn into preventing people from getting access to videotape. It's going to be the corruption cover-up bill. That's what this bill is going to be, the corruption cover-up bill. And some highly paid bureaucrat uh, who is funneling county money to the private lobbying group, which is the Arkansas County Association, uh, they're the ones that are going to pay the price for this when it all blows up. All right. Ken, Ken Yang's here. Ken, you got a question for him. Hey, Robert. I'm, I'm confused of why, you know, with, with the County's Association, Association saying they'll take hours upon hours, but they get three three days. So three days is plenty of hours to get it, get it done. So why do you need to charge yeah. when you get three days to provide something? It's, it's three days is the time in which you're required under the FOIA to actually turn over a public record. By the way, there's a caveat to that. If it's not feasible to do it within t- three days, the attorney general has opined that that can be extended. But let's say you want a half an hour of tape, Ken. You could easily see, based on the statements from uh, Mr. Whitmore from the Arkansas Counties Association, that it could take hours and hours to produce 32 minutes of tape. Three days of work, that's 24 hours of work times $15 to get an hour's worth of tape. Can you afford that? 
I'm not sure I can. That's the problem, is the amount of time, even within three days, if they had to meet the three-day limit, that they allegedly would spend getting the tape, editing the tape, deciphering the tape. They have every word from the moment they wake up to the moment they text you uh, 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 an email or send you an email saying, tape is ready to be picked up. They're, they're charging you for that. That's the problem. Okay, so fifteen dollars an hour. So now, now here's the, the question, though, Robert: Aren't these people yes, already on board at these different agencies and are being paid by people's tax money? And now they want wait, us to pay wait. even more money to get the, yes. the, the the tape. Yeah, they want you to pay more money for something you own uh, to be provided to you by uh, public officials that you already pay for. And oddly enough, you'll be surprised. I mean this sincerely. I said, I'll agree to a little payment, but not this kind of unlimited payment. But that's how they do it, right, Dave? You, you, you say, well, I'll agree to a little thing, and then they explode the whole thing. Yes, Dave, you've already paid for the tape. You've already paid for the labor. And if they put this unlimited fee on top of the, for you to get these tapes, the result will be less access because they say, well, this is going to make more access because it's going to make cops buy more body cams. First of all, by the way, Dave, a lot of them got the body cams already, so I don't know what they're talking about. For those places that don't have body cams, if you get a body cam and then you're going to charge exorbitant fees, who's going to get the tape? All right. Well, I got, I got I got one more question for you. Okay, yes, I want to make sure I get it in, and and that's yes, this: sir. what you're telling me is that this law will allow every police department, every county police department, to determine what they want to charge to do this. Is that right? The number of hours, not the dollar, not the um, per hour fee. It's a fifteen dollars per hour. But how many hours, Dave? Well, you know that's what, what I'm saying. I mean, exactly. If somebody says exactly. I, we can do it in fifteen minutes. Okay, right. uh, it's going to be you know a percentage of that fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, but, but there might be somebody else to say, well, you know, take me three hours to do that. Exactly. In three hours. Here's what the Arkansas County Association representative said at the FOIA task force meeting. Well, it can take hours upon hours to produce 32 <laughs> minutes of tape. Yeah. You do the math, baby. You do the math. Yeah, not just to edit and stuff. That's crazy. That's just crazy. Right. Okay. Robert, thanks for being here and telling us about it. Starts you, at 930, correct? 930, room 151 in the Capitol. Come join us. All right. Thank you very much. And, of course, this is very near and dear to Robert Tart since he's so involved with FOIA. All right. We got news coming up. And then in the studio, I bring the stars out here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Senator John Bozeman joins me for a half hour coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
All right, six minutes after seven, Dave Ellswick show and a special guest in the studio. And if you're watching on uh, Facebook Live right now, that's Senator John Bozeman yeah. sitting across from us. And it's always good to have the senator in here. He is the senior senator uh, from I'm Arkansas. Senior, all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, senior. <laughs> so he's our senior senator, and he's here. I understand that the junior senator is going to come by in a couple of weeks, and he'll sit down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congressman Hill will be in studio next week, so we're looking forward to seeing him. And there's a big piece of legislation that the Democrats are selling as uh, the be-all, the end-all, and it's going to it's going to cure all of our election problems, called HR one. And and I'll be honest with you, HR one is going to cause more problems than it cures. And they're trying to federalize our elections. The Constitution says our elections are statewide, not federalized and federal wide now the federal government gets to set the date and things of that nature but they cannot tell states that you have to do mail-in ballots although that's what hr1 does is that not correct no, Senator? you're exactly right dave and that that's the problem with it and, and there are some states that do mail-in ballots yes oregon's you know, a fine. good example and, and you know and, and there's some red states that do things that we don't do and other states don't do it and they make it work. The idea, though, that the federal government is the one that determines how you do these things uh, simply is not right. For 200 years, we hadn't done it that way. And really, one of the things that makes our elections more secure is that they're, they're spread out all over the country. There mm-hmm. is no centralized thing that's doing it. But you've got all kinds of things. I, I, made no, I, can make a, I think I could fill my book up you know, with the, the crazy stuff that's in here. It's over 800 pages. You know, wow. if you can imagine. So voter ID. It takes ID, that to do a, an election. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, John. You know, no voter ID, same-day registration without proof of who you are, felons voting, ballot harvesting where you can go into an area, maybe a, 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 a assisted living type situation and get people to fill out the ballots. And then you go through them and decide which ones you want to keep and which ones you discard based on your candidate so uh, lots of stuff that uh you know is is inappropriate that we feel like is inappropriate in arkansas but the big thing as you mentioned dave is the fact that it is this is something that the states need to be doing not the federal government well the states do it because the constitution says the states do it exactly i mean i would have more i would say okay let's make this a constitutional amendment then Let's. You got to change the constitution no, and make this exactly happen. Right. Here's what I think will happen if it passes, which I don't think it it will do. But if it does, first thing's going to happen. It's going to end up in the courts, and it's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. And if the Supreme Court doesn't strike it down, my head will explode. Right. Well, I mean, seriously, pol- policy makes a difference. A couple Congresses ago, I was the chairman of the Homeland Security appropriations subcommittee and that has control of the border so i was down on the border a lot right and, and you know you've got all of these men and women that are working so hard and, and there was a very difficult time during that period now we've changed the policy on the border and there's chaos i mean complete chaos now well let me stop you just for a well, second well the only thing i would say is that that this policy, if you were to implement it, and, and the court went along, which they're not going to do. I agree. If they did, 
my understanding in talking to people like Secretary Thurston, you know, other right. uh, secretaries of state, you'd have complete chaos in the next election cycle trying to set this thing up because it's so complex. Oh, that's what they want because they're yeah. going to lose the house if they don't get, get some control somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, I guess the whole thing about what's going on on the border that bothers me, it's all been done by executive order. Right. All. You guys haven't even been involved. Right. It's right. crazy. Well, yeah, and some of it, you know, it was undone, undoing past exec- immigration's hard. And, and not a lot has been done by Congress, and that's that's a problem. Because you guys can't come to an agreement. Some people yeah. want it one way, and some people want it. In. You know what? That's what the founding fathers wanted. You're, you're exactly right. <laughs> yep. So, you know, Biden has undone some executive orders that really, you know, really have, were very, very helpful in, in stopping the flow, uh, making it such that you do have some order. We're a nation of laws, enforcing the laws. And really, Dave, you know, when you get down to it, Whatever you do, whatever solution you come up with, you've got to secure the border first or, or you get yourself back in the same situation five or ten years later. Yeah, The media has been talking a lot about um, changing the rules over there in the Senate, the Democrats trying to change that. Is is that even a possibility for them? Are to you talking the about rules? the filibuster? Yeah. Okay. It is a possibility. And, and this H.R. 1, uh, this S.R. 1, the bill that we just talked about federalizing the elections – um, that's something that they might try and change the rule over. Okay. They want to get this done because what it does is it it makes it such that, uh, you know, elections sway in their favor. Yep. So they're trying to get themselves in a situation where they can maintain. This is all about maintaining power. We were under a lot of pressure, you know, during the Trump administration to change mm-hmm. the filibuster and said, no, you know, we, we don't need to do that because – Things do change. Yeah, uh, precedents change. And, and, you know, it's not bad that it's hard to make laws in Congress. This forces you, and you say, well, John, you can't do, you know, it's so different. But that's not true. Last year, you know, because of the COVID crisis, we stepped up, uh, you know, passed a huge CARES bill. Uh, We didn't have a dissenting vote in the Senate. You know, again, people coming together in the crisis. Uh, We passed a farm bill a Congress ago record number of votes i mean the list goes on and on we passed a little bill the other day that that uh myself and uh senator tester uh, from uh, montana you know democrats republicans having to do with veterans you know expanding the ability of veterans to get uh vaccines mm-hmm. so you can get these things done but but you do have to work together you have to come to an agreement and they're not willing to do that right now there is Dave, you have to work at bringing these bills forward where you can't get a single Republican vote. I mean, and that's the situation that we were in with the $1.9 trillion so-called COVID bill. It didn't have anything to do with COVID. You know, most of the money doesn't even get started getting spent until uh, uh, 2022. And and we've got a trillion dollars that we haven't spent from the other bill. Am I right? Did I hear that Biden is saying the president, all right, and yes, he's my president, not happy with him, but he is my president. Sure, uh, is going to uh, ask you all for two point nine trillion dollars for infrastructure. We're really not sure exactly what the cost will be. You know what what he's, but it'll be in that ballpark. Holy and cow! The other thing, Dave, is they're having a, a little bit of a 
you know, a, a civil war among themselves because Good. it's not it's not near great enough. You know, there's people that would like to go up to ten trillion dollars, and what? And that's not that's you know, I mean, there's there's absolute craziness. Well, Secretary regard. Buttigieg was talking about charging you by mile. Oh yeah, like he's already about by talking mile. about. He floated yeah. that, yeah, and that, gas. You know, and that shows how important it is. You know, your listeners do a great job of speaking up when they're concerned about stuff. He floated that and, and then unfloated it a week later because the American public said, no, you know, I don't want to be, you know, after <laughs> yeah, somebody no monitoring no. every, you know, every place I go and, you know, all of those kind of things and then charging me for it. It's crazy. And I see that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, also the president said yesterday he was shelving Senator Warren's wealth tax and he wasn't going to go after that. So here's my question. If they're going to get rid of all those wealth taxes, then who's going to pay no, that's for, for all of this? Huh? It's going to be paid by the middle class. That's what's happening. It is. You know, they're talking about uh, $2 trillion worth of worth of taxes, you know, to pay for this. But, but the, one of the major things is, is raising raising the business tax from 21% mm-hmm. to 28%. I, right. I'm not a genius. I know that 7% of 21% is a third. So you're, you're talking about increasing people's taxes by a third. And as we know, you know, businesses don't pay taxes. People pay taxes. That's pushed down. So, you know, the higher higher cost for everyone. But that's a, that's a killer. Well, you got uh, the whole thing was she said, I would, I'm not going to raise anybody's taxes, uh, $400,000 or, or below, except they didn't tell everybody, well, that means if, Ken, you make $200,000 in your household and you're married and your wife makes $200,000, you're both going to get tax increases. Right. Yeah, it's incredible. We're going to come back, talk more with Senator. we got a lot more to talk about. I want to go back and talk further about H.R. 1 and how you can get involved in, in trying to stop this. I'm going to tell you right now, both our senators will vote against it. All of our congressmen will vote against it. But they might try to, you know, change the filibuster. Manchin is an important vote on that, and he's starting to crack, I think, a little bit. We'll talk about that because he's saying, well, well, maybe if we go back to the way they used to do the filibuster, you know, like in, uh, you know, what's his name goes to Washington, Mr. Smith goes to Washington or whatever, maybe we could do it that way. Got a lot more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about the good folks over at Applied Research Center. They, their their ARC walking clinic now offers COVID-19 rapid testing and treatment. Uh, You go by, you get the the test, and uh, then you get a medical evaluation. If, for uh, instance, you go by, you get the the test, then you can get treatment and a follow-up visit if the test is positive. I also talked to the folks over at uh, uh, Applied Research Center and they're working on, well, they're waiting for the government to give them the okay to be able to give uh, the uh, the vaccine. So once that they're included in that, they'll be given shots as well. Call 501-954-7822 to schedule an appointment for one of these COVID-19 rapid testing uh, setups that they have now and the treatment if necessary. That number again, 501-954-7822. Back with the senator. In just a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Senator uh, John Bozeman in the studio with me today. I'm a, let me just get the 800-pound gorilla out here, John. There's, a, there's people who say that you need to be replaced on, on the Republican side. 
saying that you didn't support the president. Yet, the president has endorsed you, or not the former president, has endorsed you, uh, President Trump, and you've been endorsed by Sarah Sanders as well. Now, why are all these people again, you know, that, that are out there that are saying they're against you because you voted against the president in the election? Well, there's lots of people that say lots of things. And, uh, you know, the nice thing was the president, I've talked to him probably three, three times since he, you know, since the election was over. Right. But he was kind enough to call and say, John, you know, I want to endorse you. Uh, what do you need? You know, you've, you've been there for me. I'll come out if I need to, you know, those kind of things. And I said, well, that's great. I oh, appreciate he, it. You think he might come out and, and uh, hold a rally he, for you? He said if, I, if, if he needs me, he'll be there, okay? Cool. So the, the, uh, I said, you know, thank you so much. I haven't officially announced yet, but when I do, then I'd like your endorsement. You want to do that now? And so, well, <laughs> well I did. I, I did. So I called yeah, him. I, I got said, you. Mr. President, you know, I'm, I'm endorsing, I'm sorry, I'm announcing, you know, would you go ahead and do it? And right. I said, great, you know, I'll be glad to do that. And so that's how that came about. So, you know, I, I, I you're just so proud of the president's record in the sense, you know, we're talking about all the stuff that's going on now. I know that before the pandemic, we had the, uh, the best economy in decades. And the reason for that was the lower regulatory burden. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing coming back right now. We oh, yeah. Cut taxes. That was helpful. The biggest thing, Dave, was the lower regulatory burden. People could plan. Uh, right now, they don't know what the rules are going to be. They don't know what their taxes are going to be. They don't know what, what, you know, the different agencies, the unfunded mandates that are come back, come down. How can you plan as a business person? And so uh, the uncertainty was taken up taken away and as a result of that uh, rebuilt the rebuilt the military the list goes on and on and on all right but i, I want to congratulate you on the uh, uh president trump uh endorsing your campaign for re-election and the same thing with sarah as well that's uh-huh. a big deal and i appreciate that again you know he he made the comment you know i, I was always there for him i voted w- with him 94 percent of the time you know which about as good as you can get because of the things that we were doing, the policy things that we were doing were great for the American people. I agree. I, I think you did well. When we go back and look at the election, there were so many things people got upset about that the Constitution speaks out. I mean, people turned on you know Mike Pence right. because he wouldn't throw out the electors. He's not allowed to throw out the electors. No, exactly. That was not – you know, you just – you can't do those things. We're a nation of laws and, and uh, the Constitution. And uh, I work really hard to take care and do all I can to, to uh, you know, do, do the best I can for the, for the working person in Arkansas and, and throughout the country that works so hard and we're so proud of. On the other hand, uh, you know, we're set in stone as to what we need to be doing from the Constitution, and, and you simply couldn't do that. Yeah, he could. All right. So my question is, have you been talking to Manchin? Have you sat down and had lunch with him, had some ham and some greens or something with him and <laughs> and, uh, and broke bread and said, uh, hey, we got to keep the filibuster the way it is? You know, I actually know him very well. He He's a West Virginia guy and uh, he, uh, you know, West Virginia is a lot like Arkansas. 
and I was in a little group that we actually had uh, supper like once a week together. And he's really torn with all this stuff, and and so he's he's uh, leaning towards keeping the filibuster intact. Uh, now he's under. You can imagine the pressure that he's under. You know, well, sure for HR one, of course he is. Well, just in general, I yeah. Mean, you know, and, and you know, being in a position that that whenever you you know come up and you re- really represent the people of West Virginia, you're essentially blocking the the president's agenda. So uh, I think he holds strong. The talk now is well, maybe we, as you mentioned earlier, maybe we change the rules a little bit and we make it harder and all of those kind of things. That could happen, but there's actually a lot of Democrats that, that don't want to change it uh, because they don't want to vote for this stuff where, where it actually passes. You know, it's one thing to vote for something and it doesn't pass, but you start voting, you know, all these crazy things. The, the uh, people of the united states are going to rise up and say no you know, and start paying attention and and they're, they're doing that now yeah your constituents well, might not be well, happy with you keystone pipeline you know things like that uh the idea of not drilling on federal lands uh we're seeing gasoline prices increase now mm. they're talking about 354 dollar a gallon gas you know mm. very very shortly uh that that you know that that for a state like Arkansas, so many folks that drive so so much in rural America, uh, that's a huge hit. Does that drive you crazy, knowing it, how much energy we're leaving in the it, ground? It drives me crazy. We work so hard to become energy independent. You know, we can be so proud of that, you know, using the technology that we have. And then also using a lot of natural gas, you know, cleaning things up. Uh, so we've got a great story to tell. But but what does that do? You know, I, I'll be able to afford that, Dave. You will also. And and. Uh, what does that do to a single mom, you know, that, that simply has no disposable income or people on fixed incomes? Uh, th- those are the people that, that especially, you know, they talk so much about caring about. Those are the people that ultimately uh, sacrifice the most. All right. So you're hoping for another six years. What are some of the things that you would like to see done in that six years? We've got about a minute and a half here. Well, again, I mean, you know, I'm very concerned about the agriculture community. They're starting to bounce back. They've had a really tough time. Our veterans community, uh, you know, just the, the people that work so hard for a living. Uh, my dad was a master sergeant in the Air Force, and, and so I understand about working hard for a living. Yeah. also understand about the military protecting them and our veterans. I'm concerned about Medicare and Social Security. You know, th- those are things that, that we pay into, and, and uh, with all of the spending that's going on right now, uh, that bill has to be paid, and so you start watering things down. Uh, so that's something we really need to watch. Uh, that's a contract that we have with, with uh, you know, Americans. So there's lots going on, and uh, I look forward to just continuing to do the very best we can. You're looking forward to another campaign? You know, I enjoy campaigning. Do you? Okay. I guess my philosophy there is that if you do your best and you work hard all the time like you're supposed to, campaign takes care of itself. All right. A little bit another John Bozeman bus. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had one back in 2010. He let us, uh, when I was working for Mark Martin, they let us tag along back in. Oh, you did, huh? Yeah. You know, the nice thing, Dave, is... Arkansas is filled with wonderful people, even even people that you don't agree, you know, necessarily agree with. Uh, we're blessed. We've got a great state, and uh, it's just great to be out and about and 
visiting with folks and and there's no substitute i'm home almost every week the there's no substitute for being with people and, and really understanding what's on their mind what's bothering all right well, if and you're not bashful, if, you don't you don't mind telling me what's on your mind. No, I don't. I'm more than happy to do that. Well, we do it live on the air a lot I'll of times. Say this. And that's that's what it's yeah. all about. That's great. Yeah. I'll just say this to your listeners with Senator Bozeman. You don't have to be loud to be effective. That's true. All right. Rush is next. The senator will be back in the future here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 25 till 8 on a... Uh, Wednesday, it is hump day today, and joining us by phone from Washington, D.C., hopefully to be in the studio uh, next week is going to be uh, Congressman French Hill. We'll talk to him in just a moment. I want to remind you to get your roof checked out. We are in the springtime. That means a whole lot of rain. We've been getting that over the last few days again, and uh, you're going to get leaks. I mean, roofs wear out, and you need to know when they're wearing out so that you can be proactive Keep them in good shape and keep everything that you've, you know, gotten over time protected inside your house. PI Roofing can do that for you. You call them up at 707-3551, 707-3551. They will come out, get up on a ladder, get up on your roof, walk around on it. And just by walking on it, now I know this for a fact because I've gotten up on roofs and done this with them, the roof feels a certain way when it's in good shape but when it's not it feels the best word for it is spongy you kind of it kind of gives back and kicks back to you and it sounds like you feel like you're walking on sponges and when that happens that means you're going to need some roof work done uh, you need to find out if you need it or you don't need it and pi roofing can do that for you you call them or go online to piroofing.com, set up a time for them to come out, walk your roof, and give you the thumbs up or, you know, kind of the middle thumb, you know, where they wave your, their hand at you. And that and, and if, if there's something wrong, they'll work with your insurance and get it all set up for you. That's P.I. Roofing, uh, your roof leak detectives. All right, off to Washington we go. And we've got uh, Congressman French Hill with us. Congressman, how are you today? Uh, the, uh, Senator Bozeman was just in with us. Just had a nice conversation with him. Let's start off with you. H.R. 1. This is a dangerous bill, sir. Well, good morning, uh, Dave. It's great to be with you. I was pleased to be with Tom Cotton and John Bozeman yesterday and Attorney General Rutledge to highlight the problems with H.R. 1 and S. 1. And as I always say, starting out, the Democrats think that getting the economy started Getting a vaccine uh, further expanded, solving the problems of our health care system, fixing the border, is that their top legislative priority? No. H.R. 1 is to take over the voting system away from the states, do same day as Election Day voter registration, mandate no ID or voter verification at the polls, mandate ballot harvesting. So all the practices that people complained about during the pandemic in the 2020 election, they want to make federal law preempting state law. And finally, they want to have taxpayer money pay for Senate and congressional elections up to the tune that a Democrat could take $7 million of taxpayer money and run ads that a typical Arkansan doesn't want to see and doesn't believe in. 
All right. So I got to ask you the question that I asked the senator. When I look at this law, even if it passes, you know, it seems like to me that it breaks every conceivable law in the Constitution about elections. And I got to believe the Supreme Court will put it down like, you know, a a lame horse. Yeah, it opens up every uh, aspect that the founders warned against. And this led to the same comments I made back on January 6th. The founders did not want the decision about who is president decided in Washington, D.C. by the Congress. That wasn't the intent at all. They put in the Constitution the time, place, and manner or elections are determined by states, state legislatures, so that it's diffused. Power is diffused. They created the Electoral College system and the Electoral College Vote Act and amended the Constitution with the 12th Amendment to deal with succession in the presidency and counting presidential votes again to make that a state activity not centralized in mm-hmm. dc so what they've done here is they've completely centralized the election process into dc controlled by the congress they've taken the federal election commission which is supposed to be an independent arbiter of people abusing the campaign policies of this country and they've made it a partisan organization instead of a three 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 democrats three republican election commission you know yeah i just you know if they were doing it as a constitutional amendment then i I'd give them some some credence but just trying to pass a a, a federal takeover of the election system I would never stand for that. I know that you're not going to stand for it. I know all of our congressional delegation won't stand for it. But there's uh, enough lockstep Democrats, I guess, that they'll stand for it. And I don't understand that even. Don't they believe in the Constitution? Well, I hope they do. They've been elected. They've sworn an oath to defend and protect it and uphold it. So we certainly hope they do. If the filibuster is protected, and I'm sure John Bozeman uh, highlighted this. Yes, we talked. If we protect the filibuster in the Senate, this bill has no chance of becoming law. Now, they have many subsets of this bill they might try to run, uh, and that might produce a different result potentially in the Senate. But there are not 10 Republicans to support this measure, and there are not enough Democrats, in my view, yet to undo uh, the protections of minority rights that are, are, are shrined in the in the filibuster process. So I, I guess I got a, lot, a final question. By the way, Ken Yang's here, and I think he had a question for you as well. What do you all do? I mean, you, you know, you're, you're having to be the party that, that stands in the breach, so to speak, right now. That's not a, a, a good place to be. You want to move things forward, but... You all are where you're all because of the last election, and we we got to hope that we can change things here in a couple of years. Well, elections have consequences. We have a tie in the Senate. We lost those two Senate races in Georgia, which I'm still in disbelief over and frustrated by, and it's created this environment we have today. I mean, that is why working, organizing, and speaking out for our republic, for our constitution, for conservative values is so critical by every citizen. And Pelosi's uh, got a very narrow majority in the House. Uh, you know, she's lost three members to the Biden administration, so she's around five seats now. 
and we're very focused on winning in 2022 and taking the House back. I believe we can do that through a combination of Republican seats picked up and redistricting in the states that have Republican legislatures and uh, just working our tails off and winning elections. Ken? Hey, Congressman. I I think um, a lot of listeners and just seeing, you know, stuff being posted and stuff, people are always wondering, you know, where President Biden is at mentally and what, you know, what does he actually believe in? Because you follow his record as a senator, you know, some of this stuff is way out of what he would have supported back then. And so, do you, I mean, do you all hear anything? Do you all really believe that the president really supports something like H.R. 1? Or is this being pushed by uh, his handlers and people from the far left? Well, he's not the Joe Biden that I've known off and on over the years in personality or directness or uh, energy. There's no doubt. I have not met with him since he's been president. Uh, I think it's true what you say, that many, many of the policies that are being pushed, it's clear to me that Bernie Sanders and uh, Ocasio-Cortez won the presidency. This is not your old father's Democratic party uh, that's focused on uh, traditional things. This is a far-left progressive Democratic Party that's now taken over the White House through Joe Biden. Kamala Harris is a part of that group. Uh, And so, Ken, I don't think we can judge uh, Joe Biden on his past positions. I think this is the new and improved Biden 2.0 progressive version. Wow. I don't think that's improved. (laughs) <laughs> good point Thank yeah you. i mean not not it, it, it drives me crazy also we all remember before he was president and he was campaigning how he said that only dictators ruled by executive orders He's wow the curve for the most ever he also said do i look like you know i'm gonna do crazy stuff do i look like basically <laughs> he's talking about bernie sanders And uh, the answer is, well, maybe no, but the answer is absolutely yes, because every single policy position he's taken is the far left policy position. And when he says he wants unity in the country, he wants to work towards uh, better outcomes. Well, you just don't do that by uh, not engaging uh, and with the central policies of the country. So anyway, that's where we are. We're going to push back. We're going to call out bad ideas when we see them. We're going to uh, continue to advocate. And on this subject of H.R. 1, before we leave it, you know, that's why our attorneys general, and we were proud to have Secretary of State John Thurston there uh, in our press conference yesterday, talking about uh, the burden on states, because you're preempting state law. You're violating the Constitution. Exactly right. You're going down the wrong road. So I'm proud. I think our attorney general's. And I think our secretaries of state around the country will push back against H.R. 1. All right. When we come back, i got to get a break in. I'd like to talk to you how important state legislatures are when the federal government starts running off the rails, which we're seeing happening from the White House right now. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's a quarter till eight. Don't forget about St. Clarity uh, residential cleaning. You can still get your half-off certificate right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. You call 404-6560. Do that after 9 o'clock. Talk to Chuck. Chuck will get you set up. $150 uh, will get your house uh, up to 2,550 square foot uh, absolutely cleaned, deep cleaned, 
and uh, ready for Easter. You want to definitely do it before Easter. Now, I'm I'm not going to – I can't promise you that they can get to you this week because, I mean, we're like two days away from, you know, um, you know our, our, our big uh, Good Friday and, and Easter weekend. So keep that in mind. But you want your house cleaned. They can do that. And on top of that, what's really good about St. Clarity residential cleaning is that if you have someone in the house – and perhaps this year has been an extraordinarily tough year. I mean, I can just go over some of the things that have happened in my family. My daughter died. My brother died. You know, we've we've had some some uh, other health emergencies in our in our family. And uh, except for my faith in God, I might be sitting in the corner somewhere sucking my thumb, to be honest. And uh, if if you're having a tough time. And you need somebody to come in and clean your home, but maybe somebody died in, in their bedroom. You don't want to disturb. They'll work with you on that. They'll make sure your house gets cleaned, but they'll work with you on all of those you know, psychological things that you have going on as well. That's St. Clarity. Get your you know, certificate, 404-6560, right here at The Answer. All right, back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, we've got about... Oh, seven and a half minutes left with Congressman Hill. Congressman, let's talk about how important it is for state legislatures to work with their their congressional leadership in Washington, D.C. Uh, a lot of things that are being addressed here in the session in Arkansas is tightening up election laws and, and things of that nature, making sure that the federal government knows that if they – uh, extend themselves past the Constitution, will fight against them. That's important for you all, is it not? It is. We do stay in close touch with the General Assembly. In fact, Senator Cotton and Senator Bozeman and I met with uh, some members of the House and Senate uh, yesterday over a quick sandwich just to share views on H.R. Uh, 1, for example, and other priorities. Uh, the General Assembly is responding to the people on making sure that we have confidence in our election integrity. That's precisely where these laws should be addressed. And as they listen to grievances in the counties and talk to local elected officials and observe the election close at hand themselves, they're able to make the best decisions uh, for election integrity right in our And that's the whole point the founders had, in my view. And it's a longstanding process that the decisions closest to the people are are the most responsive and the best uh, at being able to hold people accountable yeah um i think uh you're right congressman i think what what uh um, they've done in georgia has been good do you do you see a lot have you heard a lot from your colleagues from other states that have republican legislators that uh you know we're going to see a lot more of legislation like in Georgia passed at the state level? Well, I'm not, you know, completely familiar with everything going on in other states. I would just simply say our elections here in Arkansas ran quite well, you know, comparatively, and that we have a uh, court-approved, voter-approved voter ID. In other words, we certify and we verify uh, voting, absentee voting and uh, in-person voting. Georgia did not have that provision. And so that got them, you know, by many different reports in trouble. So their legislature is looking at how to do voter verification, something that we've done here for years, 
quite successfully. And we have a very generous early voting period here, 13 days, I think. That's been very good. It's increased turnout and participation. These are positive things. We want every legal vote of someone over 18 years old to vote, right? So uh, we've done things really well here, and the efforts by the legislature here in Arkansas, I think, just reflect fine-tuning in the oversight of elections and in some of the election day uh, precinct-by-precinct policies. And that seems to make sense to me. That's been responsive from constituents, and I've certainly heard from constituents uh, on those matters. I do have a question. It's it's somewhat similar to voting, but a little bit bit off-topic, but right there, because it does affect you. Uh, with the U.S. Census and redistricting, and you know them saying that we're not going to have the numbers until September, and uh, you know your your district has always been close, but you know not really this time. You won by ten percentage points, but I uh, had to throw that in there. Um, but you know, are we hearing any movement on us getting those numbers earlier than September, and hopefully, you know, you knowing what your district's going to look like, and other folks knowing what their districts are going to look like come election season? Well, we were supposed to have the numbers December thirty first, and the census uh, <clears throat> blamed the pandemic on the lack of producing. Then they told us March thirty one. Now they're saying September thirtieth. I think the Democrats control the executive branch now. Delaying this results uh, is in their favor, so I don't see them rushing it. We'll have to have a special session here in uh, Arkansas to approve uh, the uh, redistricting that's done every 10 years. So after each census, all the states rebalance uh, reapportion their congressional districts because the congressional districts are fixed at 435, so we adjust it by population. Uh, I'm I'm convinced that uh, the leadership in the House and Senate will do a good job here. Uh, But I am, like everybody else, frustrated that the U.S. Census couldn't get the numbers out on time so that we can make a timely, informed, uh, not rushed decision about uh, new districts across the country. All right, so let's change it completely and move over to uh, what's going on on the border. This president has got his head buried in the sand, uh, Congressman. How do we get him to pull it up and look at what he's done? Well, I hope he's talking to county judges, mayors, Democrat members of the legislative bodies in the border states, talk to his own members of Democrats in the U.S. House of Representatives, all of which have criticized his border crisis, his poor decision making. Uh, And uh, this is a a problem uh, that President Trump got under control, both in the enforcement of our existing immigration laws, partnership with Mexico, and in enhancing border security and manpower. And Biden, in just a few weeks, has completely undone that and taken us back to roving caravan crisis at the border by executive order. So uh, attorneys general are involved. uh, Humanitarian groups are involved, objecting to what the president has done. He seems to be uh, completely disconnected from it, says he's proud of it, thinks he wouldn't change a thing, according to his press conference. I'm going back to the border in a few days, and I plan on uh, sending him uh, certainly my views when I get back. Where Where are you going down on the border? Uh, I believe we're going to McAllen, so we'll be okay. in the Rio Grande Valley. Yeah, that's a tough area. Yeah. That, that's a tough area. It really, really is. They're in brown, you know, I mean, Texas is under is under attack about that and, and and this whole thing about letting people into this country that are 
you know, COVID-19 positive. I mean, here's a here's a, a president telling all, all of us, well, we're Neanderthals because we want to get rid of the mask mandates, but he wants to allow people that are infected into our into our country. Uh, it's I don't I have no words for his incompetence on this topic. All right. <laughs> well, I'll leave you at that then, Congressman. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, happy Easter to you both. Happy Easter to Linda. I hope you have a beautiful weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you then, and hopefully uh, the uh, Congressman will be here in studio with us for, yeah. for that one. I'm looking forward to having him here and talk. It makes it a lot easier when they're sitting here in the studio oh, yeah. and talk. It really, really does. And the interviews always sound better because, you know, it's easy to step on each other when you're on the telephone like that. Well, Ken, he had a lot of good things to say. So did the senator. Yeah. And H.R. 1 is really on both of their minds. It's bad stuff. It's bad, bad, bad. Look, if they were looking to change the Constitution, I'd have some respect for them. I have no respect for them at all that they're trying to break the Constitution. That's what they're trying to do. It's that simple. They've been trying to do that for a long time. Yeah, they've been... been, Constitution is just a word to them. Living document. We'll make it say whatever it says. We want it to say. All right. Ken, thanks for coming by. It's always a pleasure. What's going on? Real quickly, I got 10 seconds. Things going good in Saline County? Things going good in Saline County. All right. We'll get you in. We'll talk more about that next week. I'll have you back on next week. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you then. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about money here on 101.1 FM. The answer tomorrow. Uh, Seth will be here with JR and then the car guys answering car questions on the Dave Ellswick Show.